The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. They're tangling in the back of the pack. Here they come off four. Down to the strike. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers download. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be? Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? Where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. Presented by Crosley. Amplify your style. Here are your hosts, Taylor Burris and Justin Prince. Welcome to an episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Taylor Burris here along with Justin Prince, our producer Richard Colbreth, as we are going to get down and dirty, as well as also head to the great state of Tennessee for this week's episode of the iRacers Download. Justin, a lot happening this week in the world of iRacing, from the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series at Nashville to the world premiere of the iRacing Off-Road Championship, presented by, of course, many great partners, Big Green Egg, one of them along with General Tires, and it was an exciting race week for both of these two events. A very exciting week to see the release. When it comes to Nashville, we're turned back to the facility since the all-star appearance last year where next-gen cars were driven by Coke drivers. But then you have the new world championship. One of the most hyped world championships for this year. And I think it's safe to say, based on what we've seen and what we heard when it came to this week's edition of that series and its opener, that it lived up to the hype and then some. And we have a special guest joining us here on the iRacers Download. He is winner of race number one. Cameron Pedersen will be joining us here on the iRacers Download later on in the show. And then, of course, we have a lot to talk about with him, as well as reviewing the first season open around happening at Brandon. But first things first, let's talk about the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series at Nashville. An old four-time, the winningest driver in E-NASCAR competition, Ray Alfala steals one away in overtime to claim the checkered flag at Nashville. And when it comes to Nashville, of course, it was the question mark of how will drivers perform, especially at that facility, because a lot has changed with that track since that last appearance, of course. But this time around, you mentioned the overtime finish. Just the craziness that developed to start things off, because I wouldn't say that it was stolen in the overtime i'd say more so the 13 to go part of it where he started off remember bottom inside of row two and then craziness ensued with clampett of course with bordeaux in the mix you also have blake reynolds who was also in the mix as well as matt busa throw in also zach novak is in the mix and you had a mix of who's who's of former champions and rising stars in the sport and they were battling it out all the way to the checkered flag and I got to say, it started off pretty chaotic at the season or the opening laps as we saw Malik Ray and several other drivers have a big one going into turn one. Well, this season, some of the big ones have been the trend for some of the races this season because the aggression levels have been higher up, especially with how difficult it is to win a race, let alone make positions up at a track such as Nashville or across the series. It's been that type of a campaign. It seems this campaign worth the big ones. They've been a plenty. And remember, this was with the brand new damage model updates as well. That came in from the build. One of the first times, in fact, the first time Coke drivers getting that chance to do so 
with the next gen car in the field. It certainly was. So it affected a lot of drivers more severely compared to previous rounds in the 2022 E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. But as we go over some of the highlights regarding that race, of course, one of the strong drivers in the early stages was, of course, Graham Bolin, who led the most laps out of the race with a total of 37 out of the 100 laps run during the event. And then, of course, you had Alfala and Mitchell D. Young, who had finally a pretty decent run in the middle stages of that race after struggling most of the early part of the season. Yeah, it seems for some drivers, confidence was a major talking point coming into that night. Brad LaPratt comes to mind, for example, who was running up towards the front, as you mentioned at some points. But for Graham Bolin, it's been a very strong season. We talked about it with Worldwide Technology Raceways race. The confidence levels have been there. When especially when it comes to the marks, the speed had always been there for Graham Bowen. This season, it seemed to really stepped it on up. But the main thing when it comes to all this, just making sure to time up the strategy because with, when it came to what really mixed things up, remember, start of the pit window, 40 laps to go, bye-bye goes the number six with the first caution, and that's where everything goes crazy. It certainly is, and it causes a lot of chaos. A lot of drivers were shuffled in and out of that competition, especially for those early stages. One thing, though, that I didn't notice while watching that race was the struggles that we saw from drivers who really are on the cusp of being eliminated into this competition and having to go back and run in the Pro Series. Some of the drivers that we pointed out, of course, as watching that, Keegan Leahy is one, your former your former series champion and defending champion, not really having the best of runs right now, and he is sitting currently 20th position right now on the bubble with Ryan Luza, Donovan Strauss, and Vicente Salas. Both of the Williams eSports drivers had terrible races last night. And then, of course, Briar LaPrade, who picked up his first pole position of the year, really looking forward to racing, and then just kind of fell off the edge of the earth before the race even really got into a good rhythm. Yeah, that's the crazy thing when it comes to the season for Keegan Leahy. You go from the top driver in the series last season for the championship to what has been a major, major slowdown. Just three top tens of the campaign. And that was some of the question marks, right? But the next-gen car, who was going to be able to convert their skills from a completely different type of generation of car to the next one in We've seen this exactly, actually, almost with Zach Novak, remember, because it was a different feel for those drivers in the 2019 championship. The next season, a major radical shift came into play, and guess who wasn't in the top 20 that year at the end of the campaign? Zach Novak, who had to compete through what is now the Contender Series to be able to hold on to a spot there. That just is the part of the major trend shifting of when you have a major difference in car handling, how much one season can go from someone's preference to the next. It certainly is, and it's going to cause a lot of things happening here as we are closing in towards the championship playoffs here in a couple of weeks' time. The next round, of course, will be on July the 5th as they head to, once again, one of the road courses, the first road course of the season at Road America. Catch the action on July 5th, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern time with race. 8.30 kicks off, of course, the countdown to green. Well, from the world of NASCAR, we now decide to go off-roading and sky-high and flying with the Off-Road Championship Series. And I got to say, watching this event was an exciting 
exciting time to see here in the world of iRacing as we had two races off to kick off the round, but it was Cam Pedersen and Connor Berry who took home the two race wins for both of them. We got to say, though, Justin, watching this series and especially at Crandon with the long run start to turn one and then just the chaos of going into turn one at that track is always full of excitement. Yeah, we've seen that, especially when it came to some of the action we actually called together in the opening months of this year outside the series, which concluded many of your competitors, mind you, where how many big ones did we see in the run up to turn one at Crandon to start off? This, some of the off-road series? Oh, I lost count. <laughs> Especially yeah. when it came to Crandon. You you lost count of how many big ones going into there, but it was full of excitement watching these competitors battle it out here. And, of course, for Cam Pedersen, he took home the win by just about four-tenths of a second over Josh Edmondson, who had a strong run in race number one, of course, and then looking through the field and getting through the area. Of course, when it comes to Jim Beaver Esports, a lot of the talent going through their way. But you have to consider, too, some of the top drivers very tightly knit. When it comes to Pedersen, has won some of the top events in the entire part of the platform for off-road racing. And then you also include drivers like Connor Barry in the mix, where very well recognized in the real world these days. And also someone who runs his own league side. Some of the top organizers, some of the top organizers in series history for this community in terms of some of the big events, really showcasing their speed to the big stage against some of their top competitors throughout this entire run. And don't forget, with a lot of these drivers, consistency also crossing on over for many of them on top of Pedersen. You have Edmondson, who is always very quick at these tracks. Keenan Swain had to get bounced around and was bounced around a little bit, but also some of the watch for, I think, this season. And of course, we mentioned Connor Berry's name with how quick that number two machine expected to be this season, as well as Felix Roy coming over from what about lost competition. Yeah, Connor Barry took home the race win number two in the second race at Crandon last night, holding off Keaton Swain for that second spot by three-tenths of a second as those two battle it out for the position. Of course, Connor Barry is actually getting ready to go race in the real-life Crandon racetrack this weekend so that's going to be exciting so we got a little bit of an early testing and heads up before going off to race at that track this weekend and that's the major thing some people may not realize is we just discussed a touch bit many of your top competitors also race in the real world barry swain roy does so with sprint cars these days you also throw in bergeron Pedersen, and don't forget about many of the others in the community we've even seen drivers like sheldon creek compete in the league scene in this platform. You also have Connor Parise, who is also in that mix as well, I think. You can pull him in. Dachalet. The list goes on and on of how many people in this community race in the real world, and that experience pays so much dividends in turn for your top drivers in this platform where that crossover, yes, it's sim racing, but you also at the same time have some of your top real world competitors be your top sim racing competitors in turn for the up-and-comers it certainly is we'll see how they do it next time out which will be on wednesday june 29th as they head to wild horse pass motorsports park starting at 8 30 with the all-stars competing in the pro two lights which was swept by zachary drake in a real world pro buggy racer 
at Crandon last on Wednesday night. And then, of course, the big boys, the big all-stars, the pro drivers, the world championship competitors kick off at 9 p.m. with the Pro 4 Trucks. Catch all the action on RaceSpot TV and iRacing.com forward slash live. Coming up after the break, we review some other major news in the world of iRacing. You're listening to the iRacers download on the Speedsport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers download on the Speedsport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Taylor Burr is here back with Justin Prince and our producer Richard Colbreth as we go over some of the other exciting events that happened in the world of iRacing, starting with the VCO event, the special event on iRacing, the Watkins Glen six-hour event. And it was none other than Mahal Racing Team that took home the overall wins in the LMP2 category. While the Williams Esports or the Mercedes AMG team, Williams Esports team with their Mercedes took home the overall honors in the GTD category, utilizing the brand new Mercedes AMG GT3 car, which debuted for their first special event of the season. Justin, a lot of things happening in this race. Six P2 cars finished on the lead lap. Meanwhile, in the GT class, it was two, both of them, the Mercedes AMG teams, both by Williams Esports and Uranos Esports, which was in a very difficult battle all the way leading up to the checker flag. Yeah, a lot shuffled throughout that race, to say the very least, when it comes to the LMP2s, because when it comes to how the strategy played out, Mitchell D. Young, remember, was the dominant driver from the get-go. But the pit strategy and execution from that mark, as well as the traffic management, always a major part of Watkins Glen and always a major part of the survival portion of the event, really changed things. Because when the traffic had to be managed by the two machine, they ended up hitting the back end of one of the GTs in front of them and in turn damaging their car and completely changing the complexion of the rest of the race to where they had to come down for the extra stop, remember. And that's what really shuffled the direction of that LMP2 field in the direction to Maui Racing Team for that day. But also keep in mind, Daniel Pastor and company for Mercedes-AMG Williams absolutely dominated from the get-go. 25 seconds up over their fellow Mercedes team, Urano Esports. It was certainly an exciting race to watch from start to finish. I even got the chance to even run in the six hours of Watkins Glen. On Friday night, I, myself, and a group of friends got together and Unfortunately, a prototype decided to take us out early on, but we were able to not continue on, unfortunately. But there's always the next race, which is a matter of fact, it's coming on July the 14th. As iRacing, as well as the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, is partnering together for the Peach Tree 3, a special event utilizing Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, utilizing the Corvette C8R GTE car, the Global MX-5 Cup car, and all the wonderful cars in the GT4 category on the iRacing service. And special guests are joining as we see this event happening as Nick Ottinger, Chad Knauss, and of course, none other than the iRacing CEO himself will be racing in this event as well. Yeah, Steve Myers definitely put on a show last year with that and and of course the amount of excitement that builds up from that is going to be intriguing also expecting special appearances from my racing president tony gardner executive producer greg hill of course a lot of big announcements became a major talking point last year during the charity coverage for the national ms society curious what news comes out from this year 
because remember, it was rain. That was the major talking point from the news from that day at Charlotte last year. Well, the only thing that I think would be even more exciting of rain is if, one, they actually made it rain during the middle of the Peach 3-3, which would be absolutely hilarious, but also bad at the same time. Also, I think another exciting thing would be the consideration of adding the possibility of GTP cars into the 2023 calendar, possibly, especially Mm -hmm. with the fact that BMW and Porsche have released their GTP cars, and they're about to make their global debuts here pretty soon. And don't forget, this year is a new feature, multiple purchasable advantages available for any team that runs in the same split as them, too, where from cautions to wave arounds to keep themselves in contention to black flags for loving the playing field, a lot can happen. And um, Tony Kanon comes to mind, if I remember right, from last year with the donation that sparked one of those possibilities. <laughs> or across the across the threshold at least last year it certainly was so we'll have to wait and see catch all the action on july 14th it'll be on iRacing live as well as on race spot as we see all the exciting things happening in the world of iRacing. coming up after the break we speak to of course one of the winners from the iRacing off-road world championship it is cameron pedersen who will be joining us here on the download you're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. We are joined by our special guest of the week. He is one of the drivers in the iRacing Off-Road World Championship Series and winner of race number one. It is none other than Cam Peterson who joins us here tonight. Cam, welcome to the iRacers Download. Hi, Taylor. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, let's first get things started with talking about that season opening win, coming home by just over four-tenths of a second over Josh Edmondson at the season opener at Crandon. Yeah. um, Yeah, big event. Been waiting for this for a long time. Uh, Like the first race, he said, he's able to take away with the dub. Um, Very happy with the outcome in that. Uh, Qualified first, and that's kind of goal number one. If you can qualify first, there's some points on your on your plate, and uh, you know, um, so immediately immediately you're already ahead, and uh, to be able to pull through with a win is is obviously great after the invert, which is uh, <laughs> it's going to be pretty deadly once uh, Wild Horse Wild West comes around, and but uh, yeah, starting eighth at the Land Rush start at Crandon is uh, it can be detrimental to uh, to many, uh, but luckily I was able to uh, get the whole shot there and uh, to stay in the lead. You certainly were able to and just be able to hold on for that first race win of the season. Second one, a little bit more of a struggle. You weren't inside the top five compared to in race number one, of course, but still has managed to come home with some strong points, currently sitting third in the championship, tied with Keaton Swain. But we have to look at this championship first and foremost. What has been the excitement of this ever since really off-road racing with the Pro 2 and Pro 4 trucks have been a big stellar staple now in the iRacing community. I think it's been the lead-up to this. Um, we've been wanting this for a while, but I think if we had this back when the trucks first came out, the competition would be more widespread. Um, all these drivers that have qualified for this, uh, for the championship here, they're like we're all capable of running within a second of each other at any of the tracks. And that's saying something. In leagues, that doesn't happen. But now it will. Now it will happen. And 
these uh, the moves and the and the and the positions that you take they need to be crisp. They need to be done with uh, precision and uh, with meaning. And uh, you can't have any mistakes. And uh, you know, all of us have been practicing for well two years now, uh, just waiting for this moment. And uh, I think the money is just a, a perk uh, on top of it. With the prize money being uh, so high or as high as it is, um, I, I think that's just a plus in my in my eyes. It certainly is, and you have already started off your iRacing career quite well since joining back in 2017 with over 300 wins and alone on the dirt side, road racing side of things, and then picking up several other wins across the service on iRacing. What made you want to get involved? Um, I just kind of landed in the trucks. Um, I think it was kind of by choice. Um, I couldn't really find a sweet spot in like how I wanted things to drive in iRacing because I didn't have you know high-end equipment at the time and I had a little IKEA desk on a with a laptop plugged into a plasma screen monitor and uh, you know it was just something that uh, I stuck with and that something I could understand and uh, that I, I, I kind of just felt at home with it and um, so I just grinded away lap after lap and I ended up hitting the top of some of the world record boards for quite a while and um, you, I think you'll still find my, my lap times up there somewhere. And, um, yeah, it was just something, it was really by chance, but it, I definitely had a feel for it. And I think that's what mattered. Certainly did. And you were able to excel working your way up through the ranks, working with people such as Jim Beaver, who is one of the, I have to say the biggest owner when it comes to off-road racing here on the iRacing service, plus also a NASCAR owner on the service as well. What made this relationship working with Jim Beaver, a amazing opportunity for you to compete in this world championship? And what does the future hold for you when it comes to this? Yeah. And like you just said, um, big name in the off-road, in the off-road community, um, I know his father raced in the off-road. Um, he's got, I mean, so many trophies to his names. I can't name them all, obviously, but he's very accomplished, very experienced, and he's very his outreach is extremely far in the off-road community and motorsports in general. Um, he's uh, been able to get a hold of the likes of Travis Pastrana, Greg Biffle, uh, multiple IndyCar drivers to to participate in uh, the Jim Beaver eSports uh, eShort course events that we've had over the past couple of years. So, um, yeah, like I said, his outreach has been phenomenal. And looking forward to how that kind of prevailed throughout the years now. I've been on the team for two and a half years. It's, uh, it's just been laid back but professional in the best way possible, I think. Um, we kind of have free reigns over, in terms of drivers, we have free reign over what we want to do just as long as you perform. And I think, uh, I think I've been doing that lately. <laughs> you certainly have even looking at your current races that you ran the last 10 races that you ran nine out of those 10 were victories, of course, in a wide variety of cars, mostly in the pro four and pro two trucks, but also a little bit of even some open wheel racing that you had on there as your last 10 races. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to, um, have the same level of confidence, coming from pro fours and pro, pro trucks in general into other aspects of iRacing. And, uh, but really that just takes time, uh, the same way it took time to understand how to drive the trucks, uh, in iRacing. So, um, it definitely crosses over though, in terms of anything in iRacing, I, I think, uh, you start to understand what you need to pay attention to and under, understand the fine points and, 
of driving each individual vehicle and what makes them go quick and what makes them tick and and uh it's it's obviously very different going to like an asphalt car and open wheel and such but um i mean it's all the same you gotta uh squeeze every bit of juice you can out of the lap times of the car and um it's up to you to get it there I agree with you 100% on that matter. And we see this now a lot with the World Championship competitors. We see drivers, you know, pollinating to other series, whether it be drivers like Bobby Zelensky, who goes and competes in the Porsche Tag Heuer Esports Super Cup, or Alex Bergeron, who is competing in both the Pro 2 Off-Road or Pro 4 Off-Road World Championship, also trying to get into the World of Outlaws Championships and the E-NASCAR Championships. And we've seen you competing in other styles of championships runs as well. but. What do you think is the benefit of just staying focused on one series? And what do you think could be the benefit of branching out to all other world championships? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest benefit in, in terms of staying on one thing is that not only does it make you just better at the one thing, it teaches you how to, like I said kind of before, just squeezing the lap times out and understanding how small uh, inaccuracies of, of uh, driving methods can screw up a lap time and can be a fault in your driving style. Um, it's mostly that. I think it, it just kind of leaches over to everything else. It's just using the whole track and understanding uh, driving lines and why some lines work in other cars and some don't. And sure, that can be driving in general, but you still need to figure that out. And then with that, and being able to figure that out means that you must have experience somewhere else. So I think it just, uh, it usually just comes down to seat time and then uh, the driver, uh, his mentality so to speak, uh, takes over after that uh, experience. I agree with that, and we'll be seeing what the rest of the season go goes for you as well. Of course, we head off to the next round on Wednesday night as we head over to the Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park. Talk to us a little bit about the difference between that track compared to what we just saw at Crandon. Of course, Crandon is well known for its pretty much whole shot run to turn one where we see nothing but chaos, depending on what series you run with these Pro 4 trucks. It was a little bit not as chaotic as we saw in the World Championship race we saw this past Wednesday night. But still, talk to us about what could we expect going into Wild Horse Pass. Yeah, I think you shined a light on the, on the one thing about Crandon is that the first corner is expected to be chaos um because you're 10 trucks wide and you're fighting to get to the corner first for the whole shot it's it's kind of expected so your eyes are always wide open to to expect the chaos um meanwhile uh wild horse things aren't usually what happen. the things that happen at uh, a wild horse are not expected um you literally jump going into the corner when you land you should already be breaking for the most part and if you have someone in front of you, then that means you have to start slowing down as you're going up the ramp of the jump that leads into the corner. And that happens two, it happens twice at Wild Horse in corner two and corner three. So like, if you have someone behind you, they have to do the same thing. They also have to hit on the brakes early before the jump. And that's not natural. That's not what they've been doing. That's not, the way, that's not what they've been practicing when they're doing lone qualifying laps on end all week when they practice. It's not in their, in their muscle memory and not in their... Uh, well, probably not in their interest for the most part in terms of the lap time. So it's very different. It's going to be so much tighter and so much more damage to the, there's going to be so much more damage to the trucks. I think you're, you're going to see a few trucks leave with, uh, without a scratch. And those will be the front runners. I think. Well, Cam, before we let you go and thank you for your time coming here on the iRacers download, where can people go to follow you and follow your career this season, as well as other things you like to do outside of the iRacing service? 
Yeah, uh, mostly on Twitter right now for my iRacing stuff. Just uh, Cameron Peterson on Twitter. Um, I take a lot of photos and stuff for uh, for the team as well on Fitz Photos on Instagram. Other than that, it's just on Facebook and uh, in my normal page on Instagram. I post some stories every there uh, over there every now and then. Um, other than that, look up the Jim Beaver Esports pages. They always post and stuff. Uh, not just me, but uh, my seven other teammates as well that are in the championship as well. So, yeah, thank you. Well, Cam, we appreciate your time. And with that, for all of the great content that we discussed here on tonight's episode of the iRacers Download, for Justin Prince, our co-host, for our producer, Richard Colbreth, as well as Zach Johnson for helping out with recording some of this interview, and, of course, our special guest, Cam Peterson. I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. 